Hello, everyone. Welcome to my channel. Today, I want to talk something with you, and my topic is the cultural dilemma and outlet of Asian diaspora. Although the United States is a country with so many Asian immigrants, especially Chinese immigrants, it seems that there are not so many films and TV programs that tell st stories about Asian diaspora. So, for the work Crazy Rich Asians, it's not just an Asian love story, while it reveals the cultural conflict between the East and the West and the cultural dilemma faced by Asian diaspora. When I think about this topic, I realize that this cultural clash is also clearly and directly represented in a TV series called Fresh of the Boat. Coincidentally, the leading lady in both shows is Constance Wu, an actress who is herself Chinese American. I hope that by focusing on these two stories, the figure Constance Wu's true immigrant identity and the nature of two particular Asian American productions, people can further observe the development of Asian American culture and find a way out of their existential dilemma. In the course of our podcast discussion, I invite my friend Emma Zhang, who has seen both of these works, and I have had some similar or different opinions about them, and we are going to discuss them together. Welcome, and first, Rachel in Crazy Rich Asians and Eddie in Fresh of the Boat, both reflect some of the same characteristics as seen in this American diaspora, and today we will focus. On these two characters, you know their values also directly collide with traditional Chinese culture and give them a new sense of their identity. The conflict between Chinese and Western cultures makes it more difficult for Asian immigrants in marginalized cultures to construct their own identity. So. When I first read the novel *Crazy Rich Asians*, I thought it was about a common Cinderella story. We know that Cinderella's marriage to the prince is never easy, and the weak mother-in-law takes great pains to break them up. But their love under the opposition will become more and more firm. However, when I come, when I've come to think that, in addition to the barriers of class identity, Rachel's frustration with gaining the Nick family's approval has to do with her immigrant heritage. Do you remember when she first met Nick's mother? She introduced herself as a professor of economics at New York University, and her mother. Who started from nothing and went through a lot of trouble to become Flushing Best real estate agent. Her mother was a, was a very supportive of her pursuit of her dreams and was glad she had won. And she was proud of her success and her career. Both Rachel and her mother are undoubtedly independent and driven, and both are striving for. Better life, right? And what kind of woman is Nick's mother? She had no regrets about dropping out of Cambridge to help he, her husband run his business, while Rachel and his and her mother were happy with their independence and the good life they had worked so hard to create. Nick's mother was happy with her sacrifice. Taking care of her husband and arranging for her son's future is enough to show that Rachel and Nick's mother have different values.
Yes. Do you remember how excited Rachel was when she hasn't met Nick's family yet? I think she had a lot of faith in the family she was dealing with, and held a lot of hope for their future. At that time, Rachel thought that if she and Nick's family had the same color and language, they would soon be part of their lives. But in fact, Rachel's status as a second-generation immigrant has led her to lose sight of the fact that her values and way of thinking are different from traditional Asian values. Yeah, and I think their reactions remind me of the difference between individualism and collectivism. You know, diaspora consciousness belongs to a stage beyond hybridity, to what is now frequently called identity politics. This sentence is pointed out by a scientific researchers,、uh, and this development is also one from individualism to. Communitarianism from American citizens' understanding of themselves as unique individuals processing, possessing rights and obligations to a newer conception of self as situated within an ethnic and cultural community to which one, which one belongs. And I think this new type of collective identity therefore relies on a politics of difference, since the identity in question can arise only from a differentiation between groups, each vying for attention on the stage of American politics. I think Rachel's upbringing and her behavior reflect the fact that she has been influenced by individualism, and the sacrifice that Nick's mother reflects may also represent the collective, the collectivism of Eastern culture. The conflict between individualism and collect, collectivism is deeper. Yes, I believe you are right. In American culture, people who have no background and come from a modest background are usually respected by society for their efforts to succeed. What's more, people have the courage to pursue their dreams and see them as the meaning of life. Rachel and her mother are typical self-made Americans, but I think in our Chinese culture, we put the collective goods above everything else. And people believe that the collective sacrifice of individual interest is necessary and even glorious. This has both advantages and disadvantages in different situations.、Mm. I really appreciate the fact that Rachel、uh, exudes something different from the average Asian girls. She always made me feel like Rachel that she wasn't anyone and. And then no one could change her. She's just a Rachel too. And the background she grew up in influenced all this. So when she met Nick's family, I thought it might be a clash of cultures. Some of her features are similar to those of Fresh on the Boat's Eddie. I remember when we watched this comedy with a light heart. Uh, when we were living together, but now when I rethink some plots of this work, I feel a kind of sad. As a second-generation immigrant, Eddie loved everything about America from an early age, and his family was almost completely westernized. He and Rachel both grew up in the United States, so they are both considered banana people. Uh, ex- exuded from. Mainstream white culture, 
Eddie was obsessed with hip hop and other black subcultures. He did not speak Chinese and was not very interested in Chinese culture. But when his classmates made fun of China, Eddie ultimately chose to defend China's dignity. Throughout his upbringing, Eddie struggled with American-style freedom and the will to obey his traditional Chinese-minded parents. Just like Rachel, Eddie was caught between. Marginalized cultures and confused by his own cultural identity. I still remember one scene in the Fresh of the Boat that really stuck with me. Constance Wu's character Jessica, Eddie's mother, has a behavior that I still think is crazy. When she proposed homeschooling, Eddie tried to fight it and get his brother's approval. Eddie wanted his little brother to join him in the fight against homeschooling. But his brother didn't think it was the best to defer his mother's wishes. Eddie tries to fight his mother by not doing homework at at home school, but Jessica doesn't think there is room for discussion at home school, which is enforced by the no homework, no dinner policy. It reminds me of my childhood experience, but it's true that most Chinese parents would prefer this. Yes, me too. I was also impressed by that plot, and that brings me back to Jessica's decision to control her children in the same way that Nick's mother, Eleanor Young, did. They also they all reflect some of the characteristics of Chinese parents. Both mothers are trying to control their children's lives in the name of doing what what's best for them. In many Asian American families, parents are not supposed to show the slightest sign of weakness. When a child doesn't perform well, parents are expected to show extreme disappoint disappointment. When a child does well, parents. Parents can't praise him too much. Many of the first generation of immigrants from Asia retain traditional Chinese parenting traits. Eddie and Rachel live in a different culture from the two women's parental roles and are fully Americanized. So it's difficult for them to understand and accept this traditional view. It also puts them in an awkward position in their relationships with their parents. Yeah, and now I want to summarize that. Uh, Asian faces have always been on the fringes of Hollywood, and in a way, they are like Rachel in the movie. Rachel, who is always the object of ridicule in each other's glamorous world, trying to get as close as she can, but she's still not accepted because in Mrs. Young's light, she believes that we are not the same people. I shared an interview of Constance Wu with Emma. One part of this view makes us touched. As an Asian immigrant, Constance Wu said that I work in an industry that really has no regard for my voice and the voice of people like me. And so, what do I do? Keeping knocking on that door or build your own house, my dear Asian American friends, we are building our own damn houses. We got the tools, the ability, and we definitely got the style. I think it's very encouraging for the Asian community. Either way, the movie seems to have a happy ending on and off the screen. The rich family, represented by Mrs. Young, and has finally embraced Cinderella Rachel. And in the future, I believe Asian American actors may get more chances to star in the story as well. However, these are not the end of the story. After the reunion, the characters in the play and the actors outside the 
the play have a long way to go. Books and movies come to an abrupt end, never telling us about the life and the prince. Of the prince and Cinderella after their marriage in the castle, so the fairy tale never disillusioned. Such an Asian presentation has at least drawn some attention to the plight of Asians, and Rachel and Eddie's cases is a further reminder that growing up and living life of Asian diaspora are inevitably caught in a dilemma between Western and Chinese culture. Eddie's isolation on campus has made it clear that mainstream American rejection of Chinese immigrants still exists, and that Chinese Americans still faces many difficulties in integrating into American society and culture. Yeah. Hmm. And the struggles of Asian diaspora in immigrant countries and the conflicts with Chinese culture that are reflected in these two works show the anxiety and pain that Asian immigrants experience. They had doubts about themselves and could not find their own cultural identity. How to help Asian diaspora get out of their bewilderment is also something that people need to think about constantly at the moment of global cultural integration. Whether it was Rachel who finally found love and acceptance in her boyfriend family, or the Eddie family who finally adapted to American life and formed a good parent-child. Relationship, they were able to tap into the power and wisdom of Eastern culture, re-examining their dual cultural identity. They go from pursuing Western culture and ignoring their own traditional culture to integrating the two cultures. At the same time, Asian diaspora should be aware of the differences between Chinese and American cultures and be able to adapt to American cultural. Habits while maintaining their own Chinese cultural habits in their family. Asian diaspora also need to break out of their pass passivity and embrace the world with an open heart. The experiences of Rachel and Eddie also suggest that people should maintain their original cultural identity and have some knowledge of the target culture, so that they can better adapt to different social identity in cultural differences. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our today's talk,、uh, discussion, Emma, and thank thank you for listening to us. Bye. See you next time.